0: Anyways the
1: inspiration for the wall, the inspiration for the wall, Scott. Yeah. Comes from this guy's Instagram. He's got like all his Cobain guitars. Oh wow. wow. He's got like his Nirvana collection all hanging up, right? And they're all like perfect to spec because he knows what he's doing. And so yeah. now he's like sponsored by a wall hanger, you know, as Instagram people get. It's yeah. a free wall hanger from that company. Thank you, like You know what I mean? Like yeah. that sort of thing. So um so this guy, so here's, I don't know how much money he's making. I'm sure he's making some, but it's, it's inspiring to me, and I think it's awesome. So it's Nirvana Guitars. That's his Instagram handle, Nirvana okay. Guitars. Not that anyone needs to care about the one. I'm just making an example. Yeah. So this guy is just such a fan of Nirvana. That he's got all the guitars perfectly spec'd, perfectly built, exactly to Kurt's thing. He knows the history of every single thing that he ever did to his guitars. He's got all his guitars. He's got all the right pedals. He's, He's, you know, mastered the proper tones for every album. He's just like deep dive master fan, right? And he's got a fucking Amazon store that sells all the parts you need the stickers you need, the fucking pickups you need. Nice. Now he's making a living off something he loves. He's That's making cool. money off something he loves. He's got like, you know, a couple hundred thousand YouTube. Like, you know, it's getting it's getting good for him. And um, I just like, it, it goes back to like what Gary Vee says about fucking just what do you love to do? Yeah. Like you now have this in your hand. You can communicate with the whole planet now. So there might only right. be 10 people in your area that care about your thing. And yeah, you can't make a living off 10 people, but there's a million people worldwide that care about your thing. And maybe you can bec- maybe you can make a dollar from every one of them. Yeah, there you go. You know, and it just the power of the phone and the power of YouTube and the power of just loving something and putting it out there into the world. You know, I just think it's really cool. So this guy has turned his nirvana obsession into like a really cool Instagram page, a great YouTube channel and money flowing yeah. in. So it's just, you know, reminder to everybody, if you're if you're thinking of doing something, man, just fucking get doing to start chipping away. You know, they'll find you. So That's like true. Dusty and his cigars, you know, true. It's awesome. So episode number, eh, we don't do numbers anymore. Fuck, it doesn't matter. We stopped doing numbers. numbers. I'm okay with that. Of course, Big Ron Partlow, Dusty Hanshaw, Scott McNally, our producer. Um, I got a bunch of Instagram questions for us. Like, share, subscribe, comment. And ring the bell. Ring it. And comment with questions for the next show. Yeah, and comment on YouTube with questions for the next show. We'd get a lot um, of really good There you go. Yeah. Remember, Mutant? You got it. Mutant supports a show. So remember to go on Iammutant.com with our discount codes, BigBron20, or you can use Dusty20.
2: Exactly.
1: You know what? See, I tried to drop the
2: enthusiasm a little bit just to see if you'd notice. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it, but some people speak in that tone. They feel better. It's like if I yell right. at you, you don't really listen. But if I whisper, if I, I whisper, listen. We could do the whole show like that. <laughs> Big Rock 20. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> they're going to hear that in their sleep now, and they're just going to start ordering middle of the night Big Rock
1: 20. I hope so. Sleep ordering is where I make my bucks. I love your shirt. <laughs> I'd, I'd hit
2: that. Yes. It's a six is there and a five, anything below so that? You- yeah, it's no, it's just it. the cards so, because obviously, yeah. you know what that you
0: means that. yes yeah
2: yeah i have a collection of shirts that i like to wear around in inappropriate times this was just one of those perfect. moments you know perfect i have a and bunch people of people always cool seem to enjoy too. them i just bought a
1: shirt that i'm really proud of but i always feel like i, I like got a brand i got to either be west coasty or mutiny on the show you know what i mean occasionally i've worn like another gym shirt but most of the time i just try to like brand but maybe i'll maybe i'll I'll move to like you guys got like your fun shirts on today, you know. Maybe well, I'll you could, that. you
2: should. I mean, don't. Do you have like a Crew Jones Rad Racing shirt? Actually, I have a Rad T-shirt. Yes, I do. Do you really? <coughs> See, That's amazing. Yeah, I knew it. I That's amazing.
1: Knew it. My buddy.
2: That should Mady be worn me. for sure. Okay.
1: How about I wear the Rad shirt next time?
2: Good. That's For a deal. sure. An episode number. Who fucking cares? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <clears throat> okay. <laughs> What's new with you guys? Any stories we missed since last episode? Anything important? I feel like um, nothing really happens in my life. You know what I mean? That's well, uh, outside you of going would, to the gym. And
2: I got it. I got You flew to Vegas. You flew I'm to Dallas. That too. You flew to. <laughs> Yeah, but we're that's all been England. talked about already on the last show. We're going to England. We got to go to freaking Dubai. Oh wow, a lot of stuff going on. You guys
1: are going to Dubai. Yes. Yeah, we're going to Dubai
0: end of October for the muscle show. I wish you guys had more to do, Ron. I wish you didn't have such a boring I know. life. You know, You do do anything. That's Nothing. amazing. Have you been to? Have you guys been to Dubai before? Ron has right.
1: I I I was in Dubai and uh, so. The good thing about this trip to Dubai is um, that I I get a redo of my last trip to Dubai, which did not turn out well. And uh, so that's a good chance to like have a lot more fun this time. My last trip to Dubai, I think I mentioned it. I got sick on the way over there on the plane, like Mm. on the plane. I was like, I'm getting sick. You know, and by the time I got to London and I was like waiting for my flight to Dubai, I was like full on like looking for nasal spray Mm. and cold meds. And I got on the plane, I was like, Mm. I couldn't breathe through my nose and my eyes were both running, like watering and running. And I was like getting hit with a brutal head cold. And I started to get like the, where you can't make a fist, you know? And by the time I got off the plane in Dubai, I was just full blown like cold slash fluey mess i looked like a mess so if you, you know if you take enough pseudoephedrine your eyes will stop running and you can actually like look like you're okay you know you can like bluff that you're not completely <clears throat> brutally sick and contagious and then you can go to the expo and shake hands with everybody so of course that's and what i drama. did this is, pre- this is pre-covid you just drug up no one cares about your germs they just care about how you look right yeah. yeah we just need you so, here
2: that's all we need
1: we just need you here make yourself presentable wash your hands that we don't care like Pre-COVID, no fucks given, show up at the expo. Yeah. So I just like sucked it up. I didn't even train. I was, I was there. I was in uh-huh. Dubai for five days. Didn't leave the hotel to do anything except go to the expo. And then the very last day we were there, I started to feel a little better. Like I was like, oh, fuck, just in time to go home, you know? Yeah. And I had a client there, this awesome client I had there that I, I helped out. She took me out to a restaurant at a mall for a meal. We had a good time. And um, that mall had, like, the biggest biggest fucking shark tank I've ever seen in my fucking life inside it. Like, this giant aquarium that was, like, a million gallons. It was, like, a city block aquarium. Like, it was fucking massive. And I remember just thinking, like, oh, the whole city's like this. And I didn't really get to see much. Damn. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: So... And I did see the Burj. I I stood like at the bottom of the Burj and looked up. That was kind of close to our hotel. So it was no big deal. But it was incredible to stand below it and look up at it. It's like unbelievably tall. Like you just, you can't wrap your brain around it. And they got this, I was eating at like a cafe outside the Burj, like looking up, you know, and Mm -hmm. they do this thing when it gets nighttime, the whole Burj like does this light show, like the whole building is lit up, just does this like light dance. I'm sure you've seen videos of it. It was pretty crazy, but yeah, that's, I didn't see much of the city at all and I was super sick the whole time.
2: So I'm looking for a redo. That's cool. (laughs) That's what happens when he travels without me. Just goes sideways. So here I am to save the day, you know? And and when do you guys do that? End of October, October, end of October. And what's that for?
1: Muscle show, big expo there. Nice. Yeah, the Dubai muscle show. supposed to be a good expo, you know? I mean, it was good when we went. And uh, I tell you, the brand, the booth was so busy. It was me and Johnny Jackson. And I remember we were just, like, slammed signing all day, all day, all day. Pictures, 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 pictures.
0: Yeah, it was crazy. I hear the fans over there are real avid fans. Like, there's a lot of people that really like bodybuilding. Like, a lot of people who enjoy going to the shows. A lot of people who are passionate about watching the sport. Yeah. Didn't you find that, though, when you
2: were... When you were in England, too, though, like, how many people knew you? And, like, because I feel like when I – the first time I went to England, I was stunned because I was not just an amateur but a very beginning in the sport, like, as far as on the public side. Yeah. And so I kind of – like, when I did the Arnold the first year, like, I just – I, like, worked the booth like anybody else, you know. No one gave a fuck or knew who I was. And then maybe, you know, I don't even think I had – I don't think I had done, like, the USAs yet. And I went to England, and people knew me. And I was like, "Why?
0: Who that?" <laughs> I felt like in England, the the difference I felt was that people were a lot more laid back and real. Versus when I think of the Arnold, I think of like there's still kind of like a wall between the people on the other side of the booth and the the, the audience or the you know the 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 fans. Versus, I felt right. like everybody was like a lot more like interacting, in a it was just more more cool, more low key, and and yeah, it was cool to to meet a bunch of people. It's weird to go across the world and meet people that actually know who you are. Like it's 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 a trip, especially for me. <laughs> I wasn't a pro like you guys, you know. Yeah, it's it's interesting. You, you think about like,
1: um, you know, like back in say the nineties, if 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 you. How do I put this? No one recognized you for anything unless you were pretty famous. Like magazines. Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to be in magazines or the news. Yeah. Right. So, like, the only people that got recognized were, like, millions of people knew who they were. That's what it took. Like, you could be be in a band that sold 100,000 records and you wouldn't get recognized anywhere at all, except in your hometown. Yeah. But now, you could be a bodybuilder with a YouTube channel and people recognize you in airports all over the world. Yeah,
2: smoke it's shops, weed stores.
1: Smoke shops and weed stores <laughs> and <laughs> like it's, it's, You know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's just changed. It's, 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 it's crazy how, how, much, how much easier it is to be like, like an F list celebrity,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a you know, Z, like, but yeah, I follow you.
1: Just like, and, and you know, like obviously, celebrities a spectrum, but like, just to experience any kind of celebrity, yeah, you know, right. is a lot more common now than it used to be because it used to be you had to be like you had to break that glass ceiling of like really being ex- getting exposure from you know channels and news and all that. Yeah. So it's just we you know we have so much more power ourselves to promote ourselves now it's it's a it's a crazy shift. And it's only happened in the last really 10 years, 15 years has been this massive shift to where we can create our own sort of you know, present ourselves to the world without anyone else doing it for us. It's crazy. There was a
0: very popular uh women's uh physique competitor who had retired and I found out she recent and she had a lot of followers she started at, in only fans and mm-hmm. from what i understand she's making like she just decided to do this and she's making like a ton of money and imagine like if you just start that up and let's say you're pulling in like 25,000 a month Like you could do that for a couple years, and that's like your entire life's worth of money. That's all you need. You retire two years. You know, it's crazy to think. And yeah, that you couldn't have done that, you know, a decade ago. Good for her. Like bullshit. (laughs) Do what you got to do.
1: I never knock anyone's hustle. That's one thing. Like, especially when it comes to like you know whatever it is, whether it be OnlyFans or or. You got a goofy YouTube channel about fucking, you know, my little pony or whatever the fuck you're into. Like, you know, we used to make fun of nerds. Remember, you know, like nerds. But I always loved, I always thought, I always loved nerds because I thought, fuck, that's going to pay off for that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Like someday (laughs) someone's going to want to interview an expert. And that guy's the fucking expert, you know what I mean? And I was kind of <laughs> you admired be that. that guy. <laughs> right. And I guess I also felt like I was a bit of a nerd with so many of the things I liked. I would always get so much deeper into them than most of the other people. Yeah. You know, like say, oh, you're a fan of that too. Oh, blah, 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 blah. And they'd look at me and go, I don't know what you're talking about. And so I, I sort of admire that level of, of, you know, nerddom and going down, the you know, chasing your thing. Like I talked about at the beginning of the show. And so I never knocked the hustle. Like sometimes, man, the the best move is to cash out. Like, you know, that's oh, for the move. Sure. Make your fucking money. There's no <laughs> other money coming from this. Yeah. You know.
2: So I think you got to factor in too. I mean, it's it's something wrong, and I had to <clears throat> work through too. Is as your career changes, like that individual you yeah. said she used to compete, which well, she doesn't anymore. Yeah. Well, now what? Like if she doesn't change and redirect her focus into somewhere where her current following might go with her, right. Eventually you lose it, you it's know? Gone. So it's the same. Like if, you know, if you're, if you're a, if even if you're a great pro, well then you got to become an ambassador of some sort or what you did back in the day doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, cause it's not the same. I mean, I think about that. I've had conversations with kids now about bodybuilding and, And they truly don't know how dominant Ronnie was other than what they're told. And I'm like, it's different, (laughs) you know, but you have to kind of factor through because some of them, you know, same thing. Like when you talk about like Lebroni and you're like, oh, you could meet him. They're like, why? Hmm. Because he's just a supplement owner now. You know what I mean? To them. So I think it's great. You definitely have to, it was something I looked at as, as I realized I was done. I'm like, well, now what? Like, how do you keep presenting yourself in a way that someone cares? And thank God, Ron nagged me into a podcast, and here we go. Um. (laughs) As
1: I was desperately trying to think of something,
0: you know. Thank God he came through. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So you got some – you did a question box? You get good ones? I did a question box. First question – actually, this one's funny. I, I won't say who asked it, but it's someone in the know. How are the three of you spending your mutant podcast sponsor riches
2: <laughs> Wow, all of them I think I spend it on monsters <laughs> <Every month. laughs>
1: It covers your monster your monster <laughs> habit for a month. Is that what it covers?
2: Well, there's four of That's us drinking funny. them in this house, so that adds, adds up monsters that adds up it it absolutely <laughs> does.
1: <laughs> That's funny. I uh, I still need to buy a better webcam with mine. I got a. Are you doing you know, OnlyFans too?
0: Effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> pays. Not what he meant? I <laughs> hear it pays really good. <clears throat>
2: Drop it here. We'll do a link. That's funny. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think uh, I think I do need a new webcam. If anyone out there, well, I'm sure Scott has the recommendations, but maybe it's just fun to ask the audience. Yeah. Anyone have a a a, a webcam? that you suggest that's that really going to help this situation without, without breaking the mutant sponsorship bank. Cause I'm not going into my own fucking pocket for a webcam. It's going to come out of this money for sure. So it's gotta, it's gotta be, you know, re- decently priced considering it can only make me look so good. And, uh, you know, mainly I'm concerned about whether my guitars look hot. If there's a webcam that'll make them look pretty sharp, that would be
0: cool. Also, I should add while we're asking the audience stuff, would they prefer that we did uh, widescreen versus the little slivers that we currently have the the split screen like this? Because we could what do widescreen. Look like we could Show do widescreen. Right now. I, I don't know if I can at the moment. Let me see here. Do you mean
1: where it like it, the camera keeps switching depending on who's talking? No, 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 no. Where wide? we would
0: all be widescreen. Um, I could do this. try Let's to do set this. it. I can't do it at the moment. Uh, I, I, would have okay, to reset so you, it really off on you. We, we'd oh, wait, be stacked on top of each other. You mean it would look, hold on a second. Let me see if I can do like this. Like a ron sandwich. Let me see. I'm the bread. You're the, the bread. Oh,
2: whoa. This. And yeah, totally. That's what I was trying to say. Well, oh. it, okay. It would take me a minute <laughs> oh, to set four it up. Oh, squares. And yeah. Then, what, but there would up? only be you three squares for, Can't we just put mutant in the fourth square?
0: We, we could have a could.
2: mutant sign in the fourth square. We could. I, normally what I've done when I've done that is I have like
0: one, two, and then third in the middle, like down, you know what I'm saying? And we could have a mutant thing for sure in the background of it. It could, it could work. Could work. But that would be an option if we wanted to do that. Just throwing it okay. out there. Well, Ron's well let's see what people think. Yeah. People. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> i <I'm> so disappointed. <laughs> a little live stream to Ron's OnlyFans. <laughs> it's me doing peg
1: wheelies on my bike in a circle for an hour. Naked. Learn a new trick. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I, people ask me all the time, "Are you going to learn a new trick? You keep posting the same ten tricks." <laughs> I'm like, I got like, like, like. Do you realize how hard these tricks are? They take thousands and thousands of attempts to learn. And I got like five uh, yeah. more that I'm breaking. They're they're, they're going to come soon. You see a flood of new clips as soon as I can. Just just over this hump. Over this hump.
2: Do you have any that you get, and then you don't get them for like a hundred tries? No. you so generally, far, start to get them once you get them.
1: Yeah. Once you get them, that's is on. Yeah. Well, once you get them, you're like, okay, that trick's on the ropes now. So you got to go back out the next day and you got to pull it twice. Mm. And then you got to go out the next day and pull it, pull it twice again to make sure your nervous system's like cemented. And now you're like, now you're like, I have that trick, and you. You make sure you get it every session at least once. You know what I mean? And get it. Yeah, that's how it works usually. I guess when you get up the ladder, when you get those guys, combos are a different thing. Like if you're doing a new trick by itself and you're learning like a single trick, I guess that's a different thing. But combos, like if you're trying to do like three tricks in a row all linked, that you might get and then you don't get it again for like weeks weeks like fuck just to get to like the fourth trick in the combo is like hard you know what i mean but it's uh it's it's really fun to watch really good riders work on something i rode with my buddies the other day and uh, my my buddy was like working on a new combo and he like fucking built it like in the course of an hour he like built it like and got all the way to like the fourth move in the combo and he he must only done like maybe 30 40 attempts at that combo and but he's he's been riding for 30 years so he can like do that he can learn something in a day you know
0: yeah
1: it's like i'm gonna do this i really think this is possible and he'll like figure it out in a day and he's like okay I got it now i gotta pull it every day i ride for like a while and it'll come you know what i mean so yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's a different thing it's
2: fun we're
1: it it doesn't like work gonna in competition. ask a question,
2: scott no just- i am how does it work in competition? Like, is it, is it a, is it a I know this right, right? Like a run where you do like a certain amount of time to do tricks or what is yeah.
1: it? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> so to keep it real simple, most riders, the good riders I'm talking about, they consider themselves either contest riders or video riders. Those huh. are kind of the two main guys. Some guys aren't as interested in competing. They used to do that. They rode back in the, in the 90s said now. They do video edits, so they work on extremely hard shit, and they just try to get it on video once. Okay. Right? And you'll see them pull it, but that doesn't mean they have it wired. They might, they might be pulling it one out of a hundred times, but they get it on video, and they're the first one to get that combo, and they put it up, and they're like, there. I got that. I'm the first guy to do that. And that's like all the satisfaction in the world. Contest riders are different because the you can't touch the ground. Every time you touch the ground, you lose points, right? So the whole, like the, the big thing is to pull a perfect run where, you know, a flawless run where you don't touch the ground, right? So typically contest riders don't tend to do their hardest shit in the run because it's too much of a risk. So they'll weigh, like, what do I have to do to beat these other guys? And if they can phone it in and do an 80% run Hmm. because they're good that they're 80% Mm -hmm. is going to win. And then they won't touch the ground. That happens. So sometimes you'll get a winner of a contest and the other guys are like, eh, he didn't do his hardest tricks. It's like, yeah, but he didn't have to. The whole point was to be flawless. Also contest riders. They're like, they have to, those guys have to ride like six, eight hours a day because those combos they're pulling are so fucking ridiculous. And to have them wired enough to pull them in a run is just bizarre. Like, like contest riding to me is just so mind-boggling di- difficult to actually be able to pull stuff under pressure in the moment. Like it's just I, I, I have so much respect for those guys. You know, you see those X-game skaters and stuff. It's one thing for them to pull that stuff on their own time, but for them to go out <clears throat> in the gold medal run and pull it all and not fall yeah. off and just <sighs> have everything go perfectly and then they nail the 900 at the end and the double fucking flare and they fucking land it all. Like that's just people don't get how hard that is. And they're even when they do it, they're not like, Oh yeah, there's my run. They're like, I can't fucking believe I pulled that run. Like, cause they're, they're right. pushing it. You know, they go home thinking, I can't
0: believe I didn't fucking touch. You know? Huh. Huh. <laughs> so it's like, it has to all come together. I found a YouTube page the other day. It was actually a few weeks ago. Guy who rides BMX bikes. Now he's not doing flatland tricks like you do, Ron. He but he is doing tricks and he just has these GoPro set up on his bike and he'll be like the video will be called like Compton. And then he just goes to Compton and just like thrash, and he's going through alleys and Street up on rides. walls. You know, and then he yeah. might like stop and talk to somebody for a minute and you know, there's a car accident, and he sees that going on. And it's just like a half hour video of him like jumping off shit. It's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, those street guys that, like, ride brakeless through busy cities. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Some of that was nuts. Holding on to buses. No brakes on their
1: bike? Yeah, it's just fucking...
0: (laughs) There's also some crazy videos of those guys, like...
1: While street riders are so abusive on their bikes, their rims are all bent up. So... (sighs) if they have brakes on their bikes, the brake pads will rub on the rims. That's one reason. Secondly is brakes are uncool. Some of the guys think brakes aren't cool, right? They're like, just want minimal bikes. They want their bike to be really light. So just take all the brakes off of it. You know, a lot of guys ride brakeless. It's, you know, and then the Flatlanders, a lot of Flatlanders ride brakeless now because they're trying to like, I guess, prove a point. Like I'm such a master of my bike. It's all about balance. I'm never going to need a brake. You know what I mean? So, but there's tricks I like that require a brake. And I like the old school stuff. So that's why I have brakes. Plus, the brakes have saved my face a lot. Because when your front (laughs) wheel is going to wash out from underneath you and you tap your brake and it stands you back up, (laughs) that's like, (laughs) okay, I got a question box here. If I can fucking find it. Okay i got to watch the... Uh, Jamie the Giant was on Flex Lewis's podcast. I'm going to check that out. Remember when uh, Jamie said he came back from Flex's? And Flex made him cry? Yeah.
2: Did you hear that whole story? Yeah.
1: No. So if you want to see Jamie the Giant cry... So Flex, Flex the, the bully. Giant.
2: That You heard it here first. Ron said it.
1: I, so Jamie told me that him and Flex started the podcast and they went for like 40 minutes. And then apparently Flex stopped the podcast. And he's like... No, this isn't going to do. we got to restart. And Jamie's like, what? He's like, yeah, we got to restart. You're just getting relaxed now. Hmm. we got to restart. Hmm. I'm going to ask you that question about your family again. We're going to start from the beginning. Now that you're relaxed and I'm relaxed, it's going to be better. Nice. And they restarted the podcast. And within like an hour, Jamie said he was crying.
0: And Flex is like, I fucking got you. <laughs> people, okay. people really liked him on our show. They said, speaking of, like, being relaxed, they're like, you guys just all gelled really well together. And I saw that, too. After doing, you know, so many interviews with these podcasts, he was one of those guys that, like, he just jumped on, and he was just, like, he was right there with us, one of us. You could tell, like, he was totally, yeah. like, ready to just do whatever.
1: He's good on podcasts. He's yeah. he's, he's a good speaker, too. Yeah. And he has, he speaks, like, you know, proper British, you know? True.
2: I wonder it's if he's going to be Korea. good now that he's high.
1: Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it transforms everything. <laughs> yeah. What what TV shows do you wish weren't canceled when they were canceled and you wanted more and they ended? Can you think of any? Do you remember do you remember that they canceled Family Guy at one point? Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Early one? on too, wasn't Early on? it? Early on. I think it was season 2, didn't they? And I think it was the like 2002. Yeah. Family, family guy was canceled after three seasons due to low ratings. Hmm. But then the fans got so upset and there were so many people saying like, we want this show back. And then they brought it back.
2: Hmm. Yeah. That's I'm doing funny. some Google work over here because <clears throat> I have to see uh, a couple shows if they um, got canceled or not. So continue speaking. Um yeah
1: yeah that was funny you know what show was brilliant and they they canceled it i'm gonna say this is my answer this is my answer so arrested development Hmm. is one of my favorite comedies of all time it's brilliant the writing is just unbelievably good the script is the script is so layered like there'll be two characters talking and there'll be a third character in the background that'll like moan or say one word and it's like half volume, but that's the joke.
0: Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And only Mm. the people smart enough, you have to be smart enough and into the show enough to like be, be paying attention to those background things for it to all come together. And it's what makes it so fucking awesome. But what happened was early on in the third season, they all found out they were getting canceled so they just went ham with the script and they just fucked with the show and they just went and the third season's really really hilarious no kidding but it gets really weird you get the third season <coughs> is really weird because they know they're getting canceled and so then the show a ended fuck. a little yeah so they didn't give a fuck and the show ended like 10 years later netflix did a fourth season and the fourth season was was interesting but it wasn't the same because like a whole decade gone by, and like they weren't in the groove, you know. What I mean, they tried to write another season mm-hmm. out of nowhere, and yeah. so it was really a weird season. It was really weird, but it was still enjoyable. But I, I wish they wouldn't have canceled it in season three. I wish they would have let it go like four or five good seasons and then end it right, you know. But yeah. that show to mm-hmm. me is uh, that's one of the funniest shows of all time. And anyone who out there who loves Ozark, and likes Jason Bateman, and likes horrible bosses. And likes all that stuff that Jason Bateman's done. Arrested Development is his, that's his like tour de force comedy show. Like he is, he is the, like the, you know, that character that's smarter than everyone. And he just can't believe the world he lives in. Mm -hmm. That's Jason Bateman. Just endlessly frustrated with his whole family. They're just clueless, rich, spoiled brats. And he's like the one member of the family that's like these fucking <laughs> right? It's a great show. All
2: right, I, I couldn't, so the one I thought <clears throat> might've been canceled wasn't, so they're moving it. Um, <clears throat> I got into Hightown, which was frustrating in the beginning, but I actually loved it. And it's two seasons down, and they are having a third season, they just moved it to Stars. But I will say, and this is, Peaky Blinders didn't have to end. I was. Oh, did they like, end? I'm it? okay with. It's done. How many seasons? So was that it? was it. That was it. Was it? I don't even know. It was Six maybe. But it's it's done, okay. and it didn't like it wasn't even. And don't no, get wrong, I am I, I much prefer just like athletes, I rather you retire before the game retires you. But yeah, that yeah. one definitely left me wanting more um but they did a good job of ending it because like i feel like some shows for example like game of thrones they didn't know how to end it so they fucking ruined Mm. when they ended it which by the way i just started watching the new the prequel game of thrones last night right right so good uh i watched the first episode not the second but uh that's gonna be phenomenal but you know because there are other shows where you're like Okay, see what happened. They had to make it come to an end, so they just like slammed it to a screeching Dexter that just ended. I was like, That's it? Yeah. You came back to do that. Yeah. Like the season was great, but then <laughs> you know what I mean? And that show's over as well. I I was really thrown off again. That's one of those ones where they ended the series, brought it back however many years later. I felt like they hit the ground running immediately with the show. They could have kept going and then ended the show. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm just warmed up again. Nikki had never even seen the original ones. Oh wow. I said, you'll be fine. Just jump in. And it took like two episodes for her to be like, oh yeah, I'm fucking
0: in the sense. It ended the sense of place that they created with that little town. In the middle of nowhere, oh yeah, you know, like that sense, the feeling you got, like I could have lived in that little town for several seasons. You know, they could have, they could have kept oh, running yeah. out of that, yeah, yeah. you know.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, those are those are mine. Yeah. But I'm very grateful to find out on my little Google trip that my high town's not over. Thank you.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought of you guys. that's sort of like. Um, oh, go ahead.
0: I, I thought of you guys. We watched a movie the other night. We don't watch a, we don't watch a lot of movies. We watched. The, we watched that Nick Cage movie a, a few days ago. Uh, it was like yeah, the un, unbearable weight of amazing talent or something like that, where he plays himself. And oh, it, that was yeah, good. That? that was good. But then the night before last, we watched a movie, a documentary called Running with the Devil. And it was a story about John McAfee, the guy who created oh. the antivirus. And this dude yeah. is fucking nuts and he is accused of murdering his neighbor in belize and then he goes on the run and he takes a crew a camera crew with him from vice who's like on the run with him and then it was never it was never released vice canceled the video so this whole thing kind of like it, it's it's uh it's basically his life from that point and then it picks up at other p- parts and he goes on the run a few times. And this is one of the, like the most smartest people in the world. Like he worked for NASA as, as a, like a, a programmer. He developed like like the best antivirus. He said that he had information on the cartel and on all the government agencies, like that he could get into all their computers and so that they were after him. But he may have just been crazy and on drugs. There's guns. There's it's it's crazy. <laughs> Everything a man there's guns, there's dogs, there's sex. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's crazy. <laughs> and he was a brilliant, brilliant guy. But a really weird dude. So I, I think you guys, I think Ron, you might enjoy that one. That was weird. It's called Running with okay. the Devil. Do you catch what just happened there? He said he's a brilliant,
2: brilliant guy, but a little weird. Ron, you might identify. Ron, with you, him. Might like you might like. I didn't yeah, say. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, you might. Yeah, you might identify <laughs> with him.
2: <laughs> might be your
1: brother. Well, uh, anyways, <laughs> I I also was recommended to watch the girlfriend that didn't exist, documentary on Netflix now. It's about that Notre Dame football player that got catfished a few Oh, years I did ago. see that. Yeah, I did see that. Anyways, I don't know the full story. I didn't really pay attention. I just know that he was like humiliated. Yeah. Wasn't he like humiliated, like real bad because everyone was making fun of him? And and uh, I don't know the full story. I don't remember how it ended, but the documentary is supposed to be crazy. Huh. So I'll check it out. Okay. What's another question? We have another question. Here's a bodybuilding one. Boring. Can you explain? Yeah. Boring. <laughs> nobody cares. Um, can you explain the theory? Nobody cares. <laughs> um, can you explain the theory behind post-show rebound for adding lean mass versus just getting fat? How do you know how much to push? So wow. you want to start with this one, Dusty? Uh.
2: I actually think it's a great question, honestly, um, and and for me difficult to answer. Uh, I'm not I'm not a huge believer in this magic window, like everyone else is. I think that you're, you know, yes, you're hypersensitive to a lot of things, but I think we kind of lie to ourselves because you're so depleted. I think we've all done this. I I definitely have, where you're pushing food down and you just get bigger and better and better. And better, and you're like, holy shit, it's never going to end. And then you wake up one day and you're fucking fat. Yeah. Like the next day. It's just gone. It all ended. I'm like, what the fuck happened last night? I didn't even have any pizza. Um, But I really do think, and the the reason that I came up with this theory on myself was because I did have a prep one year where I was fucking mangled after the show. Um, I did a couple shows. So I actually like immediately went off. Like not just off my shit. Like I didn't train. Took two or three weeks off. Then when I came back, I kind of eased back in. My body was still hurting. It was probably about six weeks right after the show in 2010 that I was barely training. you know. And then I went back into off-season on 200 milligrams of test, did normal. Without question, the greatest jump in my entire career was between 2010 and 2011. Even though I had a better placing in 2010, I was Bonkers as far as how much size I put on, and none of that happened after the show. So I don't really buy into it too much. Yeah. So what do you what do you got?
1: Well, I think the post show rebound is is largely illusionary. Um, it, there, don't get me wrong; you're adding lean lean t- tissue. Like on a DEXA scan, your lean tissue is going up, right? Because cellular volume is like maxed out, but some of that's super compensation. And it's like an abnormal amount of fullness that you're actually not going to sustain. And uh, eventually some of it's going to like come back out sort of and decrease. Um, it also depends. It depends on how shredded did you get? Is there room to push the rebound? You know what I mean? Uh, how, how many calories were you eating at the end of your diet? Because the lower your calories at the end of your diet, the more noticeable your, the more like, you know, sudden, if you go to like high calories, you know, you can put on a lot more fat, that sort of thing. You know, guys that have those good metabolisms, they can go into a rebound and bump their calories up a lot and they stay lean, like, you know what I mean? We've all seen that. And we've seen people that just get super fat after the show, and they're usually the ones who had like really sludgy metabolisms going into the show. You know what I mean? They were like forcing Mm -hmm. it, forcing it, forcing it. And then post-show, they just get real fat and watery. So it it's i i like i like you said dusty i think the magic is way overrated um but you sh- still should strategically take advantage of the time to the best of what you need so you needed to rest i've been there before i've done shows and then not trained for like 10 days and then like come back into the gym like okay let's get you know what i mean and then I've done shows where the Monday after the show, I was back on 300 tests and I'm going to eat perfect and have one cheat meal a day and try to put on 30 good pounds by the end of the month, you know? So it just depends on how burned out are you, how, how much food were you eating going in? There's a lot of factors. So this is like the, the longest non-answer I think we can give.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but we did so good not answering we did so yeah, good it just answering. depends i th-
1: I, th- I think you should get off all your drugs except maybe for sure. a test and um and you should just you know you should enjoy your food like i think the mental break is so important people don't i know some bodybuilders that after the show they're right back on prep prep mode prep brain you know gonna get maximum advantage. Every single thing's perfect. That's like, that's good. It's good to have the intent, but I still think you should like give your brain some space and you know, fucking have an ice cream cone. Jesus fucking enjoy yourself a little bit. You know what I mean? So don't be extreme either way. How's that?
2: That's perfect. I like
1: that. Okay. Does it matter if you drink your coffee first thing in the morning? and then start your water after. I know they say this dehydrates you, but God, I just want my coffee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, love, I love this question because I feel, I feel it in his soul. Like, right? I, it's do. Like, I know I I'm know, not gonna know, tell that know, guy know, he know. must drink Don't his water. Don't talk to me yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, my, my thought is simple. You wake up dehydrated. So, yeah, you are dehydrated. I don't think that having a, couple, a cup or two cups of coffee before you have your water is the end of the world. I wouldn't now go start your day. You know, like, have your cup of coffee, then drink your water. If that's, I just, that goes back to the overthinking. I don't think they're overthinking. I think it's, they're hearing other people that are. Like, what could possibly be the huge difference? You're asking, that question is being asked or explained to somebody as if caffeine is 50 milligrams of diazide. Like Yeah 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 it's fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> so i get up in the morning you know. and i take my diazide first thing in the morning yeah yeah yeah, I know. yeah that's a very good point that's a very good point so this is a good so if you train after meal one maybe there's more of uh, an urgency to like pound a liter with some salt in it first thing yep like let's say you're training at 7 a.m and you get up at five maybe you want to get a liter of like with some salt, pound a liter, get it through you. Then have your coffee with your breakfast and that sort of thing. I mean, there's possible that there's an argument that that would be a better way to do it. Um, but yeah, I think this kind of overthinking is like I take in a liter of water and my coffee with my breakfast.
2: Yeah, there. And I don't. Uh, and, and I don't eat it all, all before I'm, I train anymore. Know, I'm
1: double fisting, right? <laughs> yeah. So I just you're, wake you're up and, and I do it, the.
2: Yeah, so I do the gear uh, with water, which is Mutant's EAA. I do two two scoops of that in a liter and just slam it right away. And then, you know, take the dogs out, do their thing, and then have my coffee. But that's just because I am very mindful of the fact (laughs) that in an hour and a half, I'm underweight. And one thing I think is understated is how strong you are hydrated and how weak you are dehydrated absolutely not not just nice. injury but just weak I mean it's a minimum to me to have a leader with that because that's the sodium that's the aminos all the above but I mean it's not rare for me to get to the gym an hour and a half afterwards